Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello there, and welcome to Locked On Suns, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Kellen Olson, your host of Locked On Suns. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. That is at Locked On PHX Suns. That is the best way to keep up with our podcast. We record five days a week. We're here at the end of the week on Friday. We're going to be previewing tonight's national TV game on ESPN against the Los Angeles Lakers, the first time for the Suns playing on national television this year. And then they are playing Sunday against New Orleans. We're not going to be talking about that game as much. Uh, because they've had a couple of matchups with New Orleans already, uh, but none with the Lakers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Eddie House. Eddie, how are you doing today? Down in the dumps, man. My Raiders let me down last night. Mm, mm. Le- Tough maybe, game. Maybe ready Tough to coast game. a bit with the playoffs coming up? What was it? Uh, no, nah, uh, hey, Kansas City has kicked our ass twice, man. We uh, we had 13 game points last night and 10 the game before, so with a prolific offense, it looks like they have our number right now. But, but Ty- the good thing Tyreek Hill's a problem for anyone, man. Yeah, yeah but, but that the the good thing is it's hard to beat a team three times. So we all know that. So <laughs> you're feeling good if you see him again in the playoffs. All right. I, I mean, I have to. I have to be. You have, you have to be. All right. So the Suns tonight at eight thirty Arizona time, local time, are facing off the Los Angeles Lakers, who have kind of come back to reality. I would. I don't want to necessarily say, but they are ten and fourteen, dealing with a lot of injuries. It was looking like maybe they could be a playoff darling to maybe get the eighth seed or at least compete for the eighth seed with new head coach Luke Walton. Seen a lot of positive things about them. We're going to talk about them in a bit, but for now, the subject I want to start off with is both of these games, and the Lakers in particular, they have no D'Angelo Russell, Nick Young, Tark, Black, or um, Jose Calderon. They're missing those four players tonight, so it's definitely a game that the Suns can win. And what I wanted to talk about with Eddie is what we've seen from the Suns in their wins and most notably the games that they played well because I think we can agree that the win over Orlando, for example, the win over Detroit, they didn't really play that well, but there are even some losses that they played really well in. What have you seen in those games, Eddie, that we can try to look for at the start of the game today? Well, what I'm thinking is going to be a key is the the bench play. Um, they have Lou, The Lakers have Lou Williams and Brandon Ingram coming off the bench. And these guys can score the basketball. They can create problems. But we also have our bench players. Uh, where Brandon Knight's going to come off the bench. He's he's going to have to play a whole lot better because our bench really hasn't been giving us too much. We've had spotty bench play, and um, tonight I think is is a great chance opportunity, I should say, for um, Brandon Knight to get some things going. He'll have a good matchup. I think uh, Jared Dudley, whose shot has kind of been. A little off of late um, the last couple games. He hasn't shot the ball particularly well, but he will. I, I think he'll bounce back tonight, and he needs to. I think Alex Lynn could have a good game tonight as well coming off the bench. So I'm looking for the bench players to match up against their bench and win that matchup and win that battle. Um, looking at the, the starters, I think Eric Bledsoe is going to give Hortes, however you say it, Huertes, yeah, Marcelo uh, Huertes. Yeah. Huertes. I don't, I don't have that flair in it, though. I, I can never roll the R, you know. Huertes. 
I can't. Where is this? Where is this? <laughs> I like it. That's uh, good. Okay. He, um, I think that's a favorable matchup for Eric Bledsoe. I think the Jordan Clarkson matchup, I think Booker has a little more size than him. So that'll be good. Um, and then you just go down to the forward the forward play. Um, I think you, you're going to really have to keep Randall off the glass. That's a guy that uh, I think is going to be an X factor, X factor for against the Suns. So we're going to have to try to control Randall. And we have to – our bench has to beat their bench. I think that's the, the, the keys to me of this game. Uh, so let's see what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about what I've seen from them in the wins, the bench play, and more specifically, it hasn't just been one guy getting hot. It's been maybe one or two guys getting hot, but it's been at the the end product has been off of a lot of really good ball movement, and that's been – when it's simple, when Brandon Knight gets going, um, the team seems to really thrive off of it in the second unit in particular. And it's when he's he's always been attacking and he's always been trying to be really aggressive, really using a lot of energy on both ends. When it's and the end product is positive, it really helps out guys like Dudley, guys like Len in particular, because Len and Knight tend to run a two-man game off the bench a lot more frequently than uh, really any other duo we've seen with the team in general. And that game in Utah in particular, I think the second unit played really well. They closed out. They came back in that game. Alex Lynn had 14 points, four rebounds. He did foul out, but 14 points on nine shots, more of what we're looking for. Leandro Barbosa has gotten going a little bit lately. And that's a guy I'm also focusing on tonight because you start to look further down the depth chart and further down the rotation. You're looking at like, all right, the seventh man for the Suns is definitely going to be able to beat out the seventh man for the Lakers right now with where their injuries are at. And so guys near the end of the rotation, like Leandro Arbosa, Drock and Bender, even someone like Marquise Chris, who is technically starting, but only playing about 15 to 20 minutes a game. I'm looking for those three guys in particular to really step up for the Suns. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for them to play well tonight, too. And they're going to have to play well to win the game. And, you know, uh, wounded, not wounded, well, whatever the case is, uh, whoever's in front of you, you have to play. Nobody's going to feel sorry for the Lakers because nobody feels sorry for the Suns, you know, at the same time. So we got to, while they're down a little bit, we got to just make sure that we take advantage of that. You know, um, uh, right now they have, they're missing some of their, some really key players. And, um, you know, when, when you have more than one key player out, uh, you definitely have to take advantage of that. Um, and, and this could, you know, start a little win streak, you know what I mean? Because like, like we said yesterday on the podcast is that, the schedule is only going to get harder and, and tougher. So these games you got to win and try to try. And then you got the Pelicans coming in. So you could try to string something together here. And um, I'm, I'm looking for I want I want to see their play. I want to see their energy out on the court. I want to see their focus. I want to see if they're moving that basketball or is it just going to be a lot of one on one play? I want to see if they're taking care of the basketball. So <clears throat> it's going to be an interesting game tonight to, to check out. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see how the Suns come out offensively because right now the Lakers are dead last in defensive rating. They're tied for 30th with the Portland Trailblazers. And then offensively, they really haven't been anything that special either. They are 18th. This is not bashing on their season, of course. They've had a really good start to the season. D'Angelo Russell has only played in 13 games. But the way you look at this team is you have to score on them because guys like Lou Williams, Jordan Clarkson are still in the game. Those are their two leading scorers that are going to be playing in this game. And then their second and fourth leading scorers, D'Angelo Russell and Nick Young, are out. Julius Randle is a guy you talked about keeping it off the boards. He's averaging nine rebounds a game at 13 points a game. But where I've been surprised, Eddie, is really the – Luol Deng has really looked like a shell of himself. And he – maybe looks like this is like the not the end of the road for him but really looks like where he's starting to peak downward a little bit and really 
earned his last big contract because that's a guy I expected to come in and be really their second or third best player and be a consistent point for them. But it's actually been the opposite. And he has not been playing well at all. Yeah, you know, when systems kind of fit, uh, players kind of fit better in certain systems. And Blue Owl is trying to figure it out right now. Well, where exactly, how does he fit within this rotation? Because, I mean, they're they're guard heavy. They're going to take a lot of shots. They're going to get up and down the court. Blue Owl Dang is, is, is more of a guy who is a slasher, cutter. You know, he gets out in the open court when he can, but he's more of a slasher and, you know, more of a slowdown. He has an East Coast-type game, you know, uh, for, mm-hmm. for the Eastern Conference. So uh, playing uh, playing here in the West is a little different style of play, and uh, the Lakers definitely have a different style of play as well. So he's just trying to find his niche right now. and uh, I hope he continues to struggle tonight because that would definitely help uh, the Suns if, if he's not able to get off and he's played like he has. But I think on the flip side, Luau Dang is probably licking his chops and saying, this is just the type of team I need yep. to play against to get my game going. So let's make sure that we stifle that and don't allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at assists, I think that's going to be a key stat to watch tonight because assist ratio, uh, the advanced statistic, the Suns are dead last, of course, 13.6, and they're not even close really to the next team, which is Dallas at 15.3 and 29th. But in 27th are the Lakers at 15.4. So I'm really seeing if anyone can come out in this game and really contribute as a playmaker. That's where we look at Brandon Knight again, but that's where we look at the two starters also we've always talked about. Look at Bledsoe and Booker's assist-to-turnover ratio, and that will usually dictate how the game went for the Suns. And we saw in that Pacers game, eight turnovers combined. Only uh, They had nine assists combined, but they had eight turnovers combined as well and I'm looking at this to be a game where hopefully Bledsoe and Booker each have five assists limit the turnovers and then Brandon Knight as well maybe even Tyler Eulis are able to pick up three or four assists off the bench and guys like Dudley even Bender perhaps are able to supplement a little bit and this is a game where the Suns can look to pick up 20-22 assists. Yeah you, and you look at it the last game against the Rockets uh, uh, the Houston Rockets team that's not known for their defense they're known to put up a lot of uh, a lot of points but they the Lakers turned the ball over 27 times and only have 14 assists. They don't have that guy that can handle the basketball and make good decisions. A lot of people are turning it over. Lou Williams, who's aggressive, he has six turnovers. Uh, Hortus had six turnovers. So we need to turn them over. That's what we need to do. We need to make sure. And they only have 14 assists. So they're not sharing the basketball. There are a lot of ball stoppers and guys that are, are, are one-on-one players. So if we can play good teams defense, good fundamental defense, and everybody – stay solid on what their job is, stay focused. I think we could turn this team over and create more opportunities for our guys. And I, I like when we're out in the open court. The Suns are a lot uh, are, are a better team when they get in the open court. They're, when they have try to play half-court basketball, to me, I mean, you're going to have to play half-court basketball, of course, but I like the, the pace to be pushed because when they slow the pace down, the Suns I'm talking about, is it's almost like pulling teeth to get a good shot off. You know, as uh, they get they get into their off, they initiate their offense late in the shot clock, so it's not too many basketball actions that that can occur. So I would like to see them push the ball a little more, give them give themselves more time to make some things happen on the offensive end and then defensively. Like I said, just get into this Laker team who looks like they lack a, a, a true point guard out there um, that could really you know maintain uh, control and pace of the of the game for for the Lakers. So I'm looking for us to get after them. Yeah, they're really lacking a lot of true perimeter options uh, defensively as well. Nick Young and Jordan Clarkson really have shown a uh, really uptick in their defensive energy and really their play. Nick Young looks like a completely different player. We're not going to see him tonight, but 
they don't really have that stopper really anywhere. Timothy Moskov is a solid guy to protect the rim, but Luol Deng hasn't really looked like himself, and that limits him there. Devin Booker had 39 points in the last meeting, of course, early in November. TJ Warren had 22 points in that game, but the bench only had nine points in that game, and the Suns lost 119-108, and that directly turns to where you look at the bench, you look at P.J. Tucker playing 20 minutes and not scoring. You look at Brandon Knight going one for eight in 17 minutes, and that's really the swing in the game there. So I'm looking for the second unit to really come back with a response in Staples Center where this last game was as well. Yeah, well, they have, they have to. I mean, you were speaking about shooting walls. Jared Dudley, the last couple of days, ha- games hasn't been shooting the ball particularly well. You know he's going to get his stroke going. So hopefully going back to Southern California, he can find it. For a bench guy like Dudley who really thrives off of really catch-and-shoot looks and open looks, does he go with the ebb and flow of the guards on the team as well? Because if they're not creating the space for him to get open, then he's just not going to get open. Well, you, you look at it like um, he's a veteran, and he knows how he can find ways to score. He can find ways to get himself going and, and, and involved, and the team has to help him do that as well. But, you know, they've – they haven't been shooting the ball particularly well as a team. And I said this in yesterday's, you know, that in yesterday's podcast, that those things are contagious, man. It's like if you turn the ball over, it seems like everybody starts turning it over. You miss free throws. One guy misses a free throw. Another guy misses a free throw. It starts to become uh, you have that snowball effect. So I think if guys come out, the, the tone has to be set early. That's what that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that they, we have to come out. We have to set the tone early against the Lakers. We have to show them that, 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 that the Suns are here, here to, to play. Um, they're going to play hard all night, and they're going to get after you. And I think everybody feeds off of that. But it has to be the starters. The starters like to walk in. The, they like to walk in the quarters. You know, start off slow and then get it going. I like to see them come out 100 miles and run it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to end the podcast here quickly on New Orleans, the last game we saw that was the Devin Booker show where Devin Booker really got going. New Orleans was winless on the season, and we talked about heading into that podcast limit Anthony Davis in any way you can, and you really have a chance to beat this team. They've recovered well, though, since that game. They are 7-10, and 10, and they're starting to find a little bit more rhythm. Of course, Drew Holiday is back. But as always, Eddie, it just comes down to limiting a guy who averages 31-11-2-2-2. Yeah, you have to. I mean, it's, it sounds easier than done. It just has to be a, a complete team focus on the task at hand and that's trying to limit him in his scoring and in his touches uh, any kind of way you can keep him off the glass and everything but uh i want to give a shout out to drew holiday and for coming back you know he was going through the stuff that he was going through and um i hope all the prayers were received uh for him and uh glad to see him back on the court yeah he's a really nice player i think uh, a lot of people who don't watch more overall nba basketball don't know how good he is he's had a good start to the season shooting 46% from the field, 38% from three, averaging 15 points a game and six assists. Really one of the nicer players, one of my favorite players to watch in the league. And for that matchup, it just comes down to limiting all those supplemental players. Terrence Jones had a monster game in that game, 19 points, seven rebounds, six assists on 14 shots. Tim Frazier had 13 points, and Etwan Moore had 16, and then they had three more guys off the bench in double figures. Pelicans just don't have the depth that the Suns do, even if the Suns might be... Not a worse team, but on that same level. The Suns have way more depth, and that's what I'm looking for, again, is the bench to outplay theirs. Uh, we will be back on Monday to talk about both games, most notably tonight, of course, on ESPN, a big stage for the Suns. Uh, they do tend to show up on those big stages, so I'm expecting a big game tonight for the Suns and a Suns win. I'm actually going to call it right now, Eddie. I think the team is going to go 2-0 in these two games. Do you agree? 
Yeah, yeah. Why not, man? I, yeah, let's go two on all. Let's put positive <laughs> energy. Let's put some positive energy in the atmosphere, man, and, and let's watch it come back and return. Hey, Earl Watson said today in an interview with ESPN Zach Lowe, he's not ruling out the playoffs yet. And if you start out two and zero and get a little win streak going, who knows? Uh, hopefully. For everyone's sake, that would be better. We will be back on Monday to talk about those games, and hopefully we'll start talking about maybe the playoffs. Who knows, folks? See you then.